Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money for my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match with you great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I use Anchor in a simple matter. I take my podcast episodes, edit them in Premiere, upload them to Anchor and schedule them and set my tags and my description, all that good stuff. Just sit back and let it distribute to all the platforms. It's very simple and very easy to use and very user-friendly. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Let's go. This is the Chase in the Frame podcast, where we interview people in the TV and film industry, talking about their journey, how they got to where they are today. We do this podcast for the frame chasers. This is for those in the film industry, going hard, let them know who we are. Frame chasers, we're, we're not chasing the fame, no, no. Tell them what we do. Chasing the Frame. This is the Chasing the Frame podcast with your host, John DeMarco. Let's go. What up, Frame Chasers? It's Wednesday, and you already know what it is a new episode of Chasing the Frame. Today I'm with uh, Janel. Is that yeah, correct? Oh, good. I was so worried about saying it wrong that I was like, nah. all right, cool. And then the last name is how do you say that? Now let me ask. Dorellis. Dorellis. Okay. I was a little nervous about the last name. Man, <laughs> I, after I spent 28 years in the military, there isn't any way you could distort or destroy my name, man. There's none. I've heard it all. <laughs> oh, phew. All right. <laughs> I was a little worried. Again, a little worried. I was practicing. I'm like, all right, is this? Nah, this? It's cool, man. All right, cool. And then uh, Yanel is um, an actor. I am. You are. And then also, you. thank you for your service in the military, by the way. Uh, no thanks required. That's a job I would have done for free. It was the best gig going. Awesome. Um. You started, interesting story about you, you started at 53, you said? Yeah, yeah, I started acting after, shortly after my retirement from the military. Okay. I retired from the military in 2011. I, I dabbled here and there, and I I, uh, I had a seven-year break in service uh, where I was working back in New York, and I, I started taking some classes and auditioned for a few things, and then made the decision to go back in the military, so put all that on a back burner, and then when I retired, I was just... Flying and doing some other things, and I yeah. was like, you know what? Let me give it a shot, you know, nice. and see how see what happens. Nice. So before we get into your story, let's do some housekeeping real quick, and then we'll get to it. Okay. All right. First off, guys, we got to thank our affiliate partners, Artlist.io, honestly the best music licensing platform for any type of content creator. Thousands of new songs every day on unlimited downloads, which is always a plus, especially when you're trying to find music for any project. That's always the hardest part. Artlist.io. Artlist.io makes it easy and simple. Guys, if you join our affiliate link below today in the description, then you'll get one year and two extra months for free. So check out and join Artlist.io, an inspiring music licensing platform created by filmmakers for filmmakers. Second, we got merch for you. Teespring.com slash stores slash chasing dash the dash frame. Not only are we selling shirts, but we are selling hashtag frame chaser mask for $10. Honestly, it's the it's a comfy cloth mask and it's super stylish and you let people know you're a frame chaser on set. Third, 
It's that time of the show when we ask for the donations to the Church of the Frame. One way to do it is paypal.me slash Podcast. It's a one-time donation, guys. Two, Patreon, $5 a month membership, which allows you to get early access to audio and visual content a week before it airs. And three, in our description below, if you'd like to send us cryptocurrency, there's a link to every uh, every type of cryptocurrency we're accepting, so do that right there. And last but not least, please like our Facebook page, as well as subscribe to our YouTube page. There's going to be a big content push for 2021, which we're in right now, so we, we'd like to thank you guys right now, and let's get to the show. So, y'all know, first question I like to ask everyone, I think you've said it already, where are you from originally? Uh, born and raised in New York, in the city. Okay. Born and raised in Manhattan. Manhattan, all right. I'm from Jersey. All right. Woop woop. All right, what exit? <laughs> uh, well, depending on what side of the parkway, it's 124 or 125, so I'm from Saraville. Okay, yeah. Bon Jovi's yeah, hometown. Yeah. It's funny. Not many people, when you talk to them, like, from Jersey, or not even people, like, from Jersey, but people from other states close in the East Coast, they don't know what Saraville is. It's kind of funny, though. My brother lived in Jersey for a while. You know, lots of friends from yeah. there, and, I, and, you know, family, friends. I'm, I was on the other side of the river plenty. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second question I'd like to ask everyone is, what was that... You know, movie, TV show, actor, director, whoever it was that inspired you to really get into, you know, acting. I don't know that it inspired me to get into acting, but uh, probably Godfather's okay. probably the greatest movie in the world. I watch it still yeah. to this day. I mean, I'm well, well into the triple D. Haven't seen that movie. Yet. Okay. I, I find stuff about it, just the little intricacies. The, yeah. Amazing performances, and just it's just an iconic movie for me. Uh, you know, to me, that's my go-to. I mean, yeah. I got a few others, but if you say the the movie that, uh, you know, I, it's easy to use the word favorite, but the movie that, that that's a favorite and had a lot of influence in me would be that. Jing Bull are the two movies okay. that had the most uh, impact, I say. What do you like better, Godfather Part 1 or Part 2? Uh, I like the Part 1. Okay. And then, uh, you know, there's a great book, by the way, I just got it recently, last Christmas. It's uh, Francis Ford Coppola's uh, Godfather Handbook. Yeah, I have that. You have that? Have yeah, it's, that. Great. it's wonderful. Table it's like a tabletop yeah. book. Yeah, it's I a got wonderful it. book. Yeah, it's yeah. great. It's great. Very fascinating insight. Yeah. 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 Um, so, okay, so let's get to it then. So, so you, you didn't start, you know, acting until after the military. So this is like completely different. Usually I, people... You know, who are on the show, I, like when I ask them about their, you know, starting position, I guess, in that regard, we talk about their childhood and we kind of go up. So you're kind of starting like, like how, how, I mean, no, like how did you. It, it was yeah. something I was always interested okay. in. Okay. Okay. But there was a little bit of an internal battle. Like okay. I, I wanted to fly as far back as I can remember. Yeah. Pilot. So, um, uh, I grew up with a single working mom mm -hmm. and, and friends and, and, you know, movies were an influence or a part of my life from very early on, yeah. you know, but because my mom watched, would watch movies with me, then she'd take me to movies, and my older brother and I and friends would go to the movies, and, and they were a fairly large influence in my life, kind of a babysitter, just, you know, a, a lot of things, and, and I mean, I, I'm the kind of guy, I'll go to the movies by myself, Yeah, you know, I do now, especially. Yeah, I've done that. And because, uh, you know, I don't, have, uh, I don't have a large group of friends here, uh, you know, my wife doesn't really like to go out to the movies, you know, and they, my kids don't. So if there's a movie I want to see, I will. My brother lives out here now, okay. so he and I kind of rekindled our tradition of going to the movies together until this COVID crap. Yeah. He's a little older than I am, so we can't. Uh, yeah. But um, it was always so, I just was always interested in it. I, I always was more into the movies than just the movie. Like, yeah. You know, the acting, and I was always... 
And I was I was exposed to the arts very yeah. early. I went I, I drew. I went to an art high school. I went to the art, the high school of art and design in, okay. in New York. Um, a lot of friends of mine. So you didn't always socialize with the people who went to the same school in the city. So I had a lot of friends who went to you know performing arts of fame. You know yeah. of fame, fame. Uh, um, and uh, just was exposed to it, and um, you know was always interested and and was cool with the arts. Yeah. What did you What did you go to high, like high school? What were you like? I guess focusing because it's an art school. I actually focused on motion picture production. Oh, okay. You know, I I, I could draw and I still draw and, mm. and but uh, at, at your I started I started there in tenth grade. By yeah. your, your junior, year, you had to pick what was called a major. You, know, yeah. you had cartooning, design, drafting, uh, you name it. Uh, you know, illustration, all, all kinds of stuff. It's 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 an amazing school. Yeah. And I just focus on motion picture production. So we would make small student films and, uh, you know, you'd, you'd work every aspect of filmmaking, writing yeah. it, directing it, acting in it, uh, you know, learning to be a grip, yeah. learning to, you know, le- you know, all the various aspects of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. You just got exposed to it. Yeah. And there was a, you know, you, we learned about how expensive. <laughs> I just remember my teachers always talking about how expensive the camera equipment was because yeah. they were horrified. That uh, that um, you know <laughs> have anything happening to, and it was the New York City school system, so there wasn't money. Well, there wasn't going to be any money to replace it. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it was it was just interesting. I I've always been interested in film yeah. and TV, um, but uh, my desire to fly and my desire to serve in the military mm. was was really it won out. You yeah, know, it was like the the two wolves. That yeah, was yeah. the wolf that won out. <laughs> Now, when you're doing the art school in uh, high school and you're doing that motion picture stuff, were you kind of gravitating towards acting too? Did you did you start finding that passion for it, or were you kind of like I, I'm finding everything uh, I like? Probably a little later, because two good friend, two of my good friends that I grew up with are working actors. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. and and we grew up together. And I, it's weird because I, I I just know a lot of guys that that ended up in various aspects of the film industry, either as actors mm-hmm. or, or it just people, I, it just ended up that way. But two good friends of yeah. mine that I, re, you know, remain friends with to this day uh, were working actors. So obviously we kept, I kept abreast uh, of their careers and um, it was just something I was always interested in. But, you know, my focus was on my job in the yeah. military. Then I got out for about seven years and, uh, was focusing on making a living. I, then I had yeah. a wife and kids at the time. I was like, I got to make a living. And then um, I ended up working in the theater business. Okay, what uh, you doing in the theater business? Ticket sales. I worked in a box office okay. for the Needlelander organization. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got, he got a little spoiled. Yeah, Because I was, I was petting him <laughs> while we were waiting to start. But uh, hey, listen, if anybody's nervous, this is the great nerve karma right here. <laughs> so this is awesome. But... um yeah. So and I and then uh, at, at when I was w- working in the theater business and their schedule was the job was a little flexible schedule wise, I was still flying in the in the National Guard. But yeah. um, I decided to go to acting school, mm-hmm. so I started studying at HB Studios yeah. in New York, and uh, just started and then uh, auditioned for a couple of things. Uh, was trying to get an agent, you know, I was yeah. at that very very early stage, and then just an opportunity to go back in the military came and. Just kind of said, yeah, you know, I miss flying for yeah. a living again, and and did it, and uh, I'm yeah. tired. So, and then uh, I saw something on IMDb. <laughs> one of the, hey, can you sh- for a second? Thank you. 
I saw the Satan Killer yeah. in '93. Was that during your first? I was actually in the na- I was still in the military when okay. I that they they were filming this thing in Virginia Beach and okay. they had some auditions and I went down and auditioned and they gave me the part of the bartender and they, it was I was like okay cool and man. that was before you even like took took the acting classes so it was just yeah yeah it was before <laughs> well well um yeah yeah it was before acting okay. class before everything I was just like let me go audition because I was yeah. always again I was always in the movies mm-hmm. always I was like. They had this open call for yeah. small parts. Yeah. And um, I, you know, obviously it was a non-union production. Yeah. I didn't know the difference then. Yeah. But, but I mean, I was like, okay, it was a movie. I just went down, read, and they okay, you'll be the bartender. You what? Know, so it was cool. What was that experience like? Especially like, I guess, being your first kind of, you know, on set in the real world at post high school in the sense. Um, it was from high school. It was cool. I yeah. mean, it's it was it was like a one day shoot. Yeah, I had like three lines. <laughs> you know, it was cool. They fed us. I was like, oh, oh shit, free food. You know, can't complain. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it was on my. You know, it was on a weekend. Yeah. day off from. You know, the there was a bunch of other military people there mm-hmm. doing it, and um, it was cool. Yeah, and then I, uh, you know. Just um, the problem with being in the military yeah. is um, you're just not located anywhere where you could really do. You know, for the most part, you know, you're just you know you're you're uh, rolling along with that career. And, yeah. Um, you know, but it was just always in the back of my mind. I mm-hmm. read about it. it was always in the movies, yeah. production. You know, again, always talking to my friends. You know, my buddy Nick especially has been in some major major blockbuster movies. So. You know, we we'll just talk to him about it. You know, ask him about who, uh, who, uh, you know, who, who he, this person was like in yeah. real life, and just like any other stuff. Yeah, and um, it was it was fun. Yeah. you know. And then um, got an opportunity to work on Iron Man. B- yeah, before I, saw I retired, that. and uh, and that was kind of where I was like getting on that set. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna f- I'm gonna do this when yeah. I retire because I was only a couple of years out from retirement mm-hmm. at that point. I think I did a 2008, so I was another four years till I retired. Mm-hmm. So that, but that was where I was like, you know what? When I retire, I'm going to give this a shot. Are we able to see in the movie? Have you have you seen? Okay, yourself? so if you see, uh, there's a scene in Iron Man where uh, Robert Downey Jr. escapes in the Iron Man suit and then crashes in the desert. Yeah, and yeah. And the helicopters come to pick him up. The helicopter that picks him up. Uh, I'm flying that helicopter. Oh shit! Yeah, okay, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. My buddy Keith and I. Uh, we're in that. And then, yeah, I actually coordinated with the producers and everything. It, it was completely accidental. I came into work one day and yeah. one of my friends was, you know, bitching about how swamped he was yeah. with work. And I said, what, what, what do they got you working on? Because not, not to go on a tangent, but in the military, yeah. if you're a pilot, you still got a lot of other non-flying <laughs> shit they, yeah. like to, they like to pile on you. So um, he's like, I'm doing this, that, and the other. And then they want me to coordinate with... This move, you know, this production company for yeah. they're making an Iron Man movie, and I'm like, you don't want to do that. He's like, no, I said I'll do it. That's that. Like- yeah, I said <laughs> I got it, you know. And so he he was so happy to get it off his yeah. plate. He gave it to me, and then uh, so I coordinated with the producers mm-hmm. and the uh, the L.A. Uh, Air Force Public Affairs Office, mm-hmm. you know, who was liaison with the production company, and you know, coordinated the use of the aircraft and the, the other assets that yeah. the personnel that we were going to. Uh, uh, you know, having to film as well, our power rescue guys and, mm-hmm. and stuff. And then, uh, and I picked, I kind of handpicked a bunch of my friends yeah. who I thought would think it was fun. Yeah. And uh, we went and we did it. And it was, it was fun. They took good care of us. Yeah. Um, treated us great on the set. Um, uh, 
it was a windy, you know, it was a really windy day. It was yeah. out by Lone Pine, California, which is this location where uh, it turns out they've sat, shot like hundreds of movies, like especially Westerns oh, wow. back in the 30s and 40s, you know, because it's got really cool vistas and mm -hmm. stuff. So, um, but it was really windy and the sand was kind of blowing horizontal. So they yeah. didn't have the whole, the big disappointment was they didn't have their whole craft set up, <laughs> which I was really looking forward to. <laughs> so they, but no, they, they treated us like, like, you know, treat us like gold. It was yeah. a lot of fun. You know, we, uh, John Favreau actually spent some time talking to us, you know, oh, wow, let, cool. let us hang out, you know, a, a bunch of the other scenes that mm -hmm. we weren't in, you know, we were hanging out there while they were doing the shooting. Um, matter of fact, uh, I kind of, it, it's interesting. I was making fun of, um, I was making fun of uh, a situation. It was, like I said, Robert Downey was filming a scene, right? Mm -hmm. And then it was, like I said, really windy. So the sand, yeah. and the sand was blowing. So it's like they yell cut, and all of a sudden they hear, somebody get Robert some goggles. <laughs> and some PA just starts hauling ass in one direction, comes back. And I'm standing there, and I'm like, but the funny part was he didn't hand him to Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. He hands it to his assistant, who's standing right next to him. <laughs> who and I'm like, this is hysterical. And then I remember calling my friend Nick and just kind of making fun of it. And I'm like, what? what's the deal with all that? Yeah. He goes, hey, look, check this out. He goes, how many people were out there? Yeah. He goes, so imagine Robert Downey gets some sand in his eye, right? Yeah. And now they got to shut down production for two or three days. But everybody's got to get paid per yeah. union rules. Everybody's got to, yeah. you know. And he goes, think about how much money that is. Okay, I yeah. get it. You know, and... um we flew Terrence Howard in the back of our helicopter, mm -hmm. you because know, in the scene he comes out of the helicopter, yeah, yeah. and we reshot that a couple of times. Yeah. Like, and uh, he actually ended up having an asthma attack and had to leave leave uh, oh, because it was so windy and stuff. And oh um, shit, and uh, it, it was good. It was a great experience. Yeah, but it was definitely for me. Like, was like, okay, I'm gonna give this a shot. You yeah, know, being on a, a set out, a big set yeah. outdoors, all all the stuff associated with a major production like that. It was definitely for me. I was like, yeah, this is, yeah, this that's, is cool, man. That that would get me excited. Yeah, like a lot. Yeah, I'm really excited. It was, yeah. it was definitely exciting. Yeah. So then, then you, after doing that, what do you do? What are you doing after the, the Iron Man situation? Cause then you're I still just, in the military, no, right? Yeah. I just finished out, you know, deployed yep. some more, <laughs> did, you know, went back to war a couple of yeah. times. Um, you know, did, uh, you know, um, all kinds of stuff mm -hmm. military related. I mean, we're still hot and heavy in, in this global war on terrorism yeah. that was still fighting and uh, just went back to doing my normal military yeah. stuff, you know, just ticked it off in the back of my mind. Mm -hmm. You know, didn't know anything about IMDB yeah. and, and I still, I'm told by legit actors who've been around a while that my IM, like that IMDB credit isn't mm -hmm. legit and they you know I'm going to get called out on it and I'm like what well, whatever what's well, not legit cuz I put it in there it's not you know you know yeah. I, I, in the hierarchy of IM, IMDb is, yeah. well, and this is what I've learned recently oh, yeah. certainly not an expert is like your credits that count yeah. if if people look at IMDb yeah. are going to be the ones that are put in there by production company not something you put in there oh fascinating you know and 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 I guess a lot of people kind of pad their resume with stuff and in uh, IMDb, so IMDb says, you know, this was uh, submitted by the individual or whatever. Gotcha. Know? So to kind of disclaim it in case it comes out that you're shit. I did not know that yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a fun fact of the day. I think yeah. I just learned. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I learned that you should be careful what you put on IMDb mm -hmm. because one, it's hard to take stuff off IMDb, yeah. and that while maybe a lot of people don't look at it, if you get caught bullshitting, yeah, it's not good. Yeah, you know? but. I, I haven't, 
I don't sweat that too much. But yeah. that was, yeah. But I, the, that's my first IMDb credit. Yeah. Because I was like, yeah, I, okay, saw that, I was, yeah. in, I was <laughs> like, I'm an Iron Man, you know, motherfuckers, you know, <laughs> you know, even hey. though, and, and that like, I, there's no way to, from an actor standpoint, there's no mm -hmm. way to list my role in the correct terminology. It, again, this is all stuff I learned later. It doesn't yeah. matter. You know, it's yeah. on there, but um, like, I didn't get paid for it because there's a rule that, if you're performing your military duties mm -hmm. in support of a of a motion picture production, yeah. if you're actually doing your function, you won't get paid. But if you're doing something that's not your function, but you're appearing it, like my pararescue guys, yeah. they all got paid scale for the day. Okay, interesting. You know what I mean? The yeah. pilots didn't because we were flying the yeah. helicopters. And, I, and obviously, uh, they could have credited us mm -hmm. or credited our kind of broken down the credits for our unit a little more yeah. specifically, but they didn't. But I, I, I only learned this because since I set it up, yeah. there's actually a manual. Really? In in the DOD and then within the yeah. uh, specific military services on supporting motion picture production, oh, wow. there's specific costs for... Like, in other words, if you name a piece of equipment that you know in the military, mm -hmm. there is a daily cost for the use of that equipment. That's the, the you know, oh, wow. accountants and number crunches filled out. Like, for an 860 helicopter, it's, uh, I think, 2000 bucks a day. Holy moly. Yeah, you know what I mean? For yeah. the use of the helicopter. So, and it might be more now, and it might be some, diff depending on what accoutrements or, <laughs> or the people that are on the helicopter. Yeah. You know, uh, there's, there's an amount for a Bradley fighting vehicle or a tank mm -hmm. or even an aircraft carrier. There's a daily amount yeah. that the uh, government charges the production company. Wow. Yeah. I'm starting no, it's, so it's, much. No, yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it, pretty it, cool. Was, it was really fun to be, yeah. to be part of that, mm -hmm. you know, and arrange it. And just, yeah, yeah. just it was a good learning experience, especially for me. Yeah, as definitely. Someone, you know, wanting to get in the industry. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, it's, it's like the, the, the military has a history of cooperating with the mm -hmm. motion picture industry, you know, uh, throughout the history of the, of, of the film, of yeah. film, you know, so yeah, yeah. it's, um, it, it, it goes back a long way, so they've codified it and, and formalized mm -hmm. it, and, and it's there. You know, if you, you, you're making a film and you've got the budget and you want the military to help you, you submit your script, they review it. If That's the only rub is that they're, you know, they're not going to support anything that they think reflects badly on the yeah. military. So uh, there's a lot of great movies out there that were made without the military's mm -hmm. help because the military said, well, no, we're not going to support you on it. Yeah. But if they agree to support you, then they... Then, you know, then they roll out the red carpet and oh, wow. and uh, help you out in any way they can. And Iron Man, the Transformer movies, a few other most most Jerry, you know, Michael Bay and Jerry yeah, Bruckheimer, yeah. obviously <laughs> Top Gun's coming out, Top Gun Two's yep. coming out. You know, so uh, all you, you know, and, and because those are great recruiting tools and yeah. they're a great way to highlight what what people do in the military because. The average person really doesn't have a clue what what we do, or yeah. what we did in what, the military. Do you know like what about historical like military movies like say like a Saving Private Ryan with the would they? Uh... I mean, they had a huge. I mean, Dale. I don't know if you know who Dale Dye is. Um, no, no. He, he, he is. Uh, he's a retired Marine who basically uh, he's the guy who trained all the actors for Platoon. Okay. And he started his own company that basically all uh, they're professional military advisors, and he's. Helped out on a lot of movies. He trained all the actors for mm -hmm. Saving Private Ryan. You know, a lot, a lot of these, a lot of these military movies, they like to make the actors go through a one or two week boot camp. Yeah, and, and just basically to, to, to 
you know, one for what the technical aspects of handling their weapons and all that, but also just make them, you know, just make it painful so yeah. they understand what it's like a little bit for, for guys out, you know, in combat for real. Um, so uh, cooperate, you know, he's done that. The mil Obviously the military helped out with that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, even uh, the outpost, yeah. several of the guys who uh, were in that action got big parts in the movie, yeah. you know, so, you know, Longest Day, which is, you know, yeah. original Top Gun, obviously, yeah. the final countdown. Uh, I could, yeah, we could sit here for hours <laughs> just talking about, but yeah, most of the time the military military yeah. cooperates and helps out and because it, it's good for, you know, it, it's kind of beneficial for everybody. Mm -hmm. So after Iron Man, then I saw on your IMDb, Black and Blue, was that the first role kind of... Yeah, Post, that, uh, yeah, that when I started acting yeah. here in Vegas, uh, uh, with a guy by the name of Burt Perret here, um, he did a short film and yeah. I, and and he he mission and I got that and that was kind of my first decent role, you know, and and something that was seen, you know, outside of everybody's phone or yeah, yeah. yeah. Now uh, coming from to Vegas, well, how how long have you been in Vegas? As, and I know you said you uh, did acting classes in New York, right? Yeah, but that was I. I, I first got stationed here in '98. Okay, and was I've been here pretty much ever since, except for four years where I was stationed in Georgia. Gotcha. So I've been here basically since '98, with the exception of two, 2002 to 2003, I, two, three or four. Yeah, when I came back here, and and I've been here ever since. Gotcha. I, I was I was gonna ask too, like, what was uh you know being from New York. Having that New York mentality of like you know New York movies and New York actors and knowing them as well, what was the you know I guess the the differences you saw? Was there differences? Did you see that the act the acting style or like the way the actors are from Vegas to New York? I, 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 don't, I don't I don't think I was an experienced enough guy or had enough experience in the industry yeah. to make any kind of really qualitative judgments. Okay, you know I uh, I just was trying to be an 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 actor and I was in you know I was basically. Take, I took classes here for a long time yeah. with a great teacher who's since passed away, a guy by the name of John Armand. Mm -hmm. And it was great, and I met a lot of people. Um, getting in acting was impactful for me mm -hmm. because I was coming from a, a certain way of life, a certain yeah. culture, certain experiences. So there was a lot of cathartic things about getting in it yeah. for me that helped me with my transition back into civilian life and yeah. living in the military. I had a hard time and uh, I had a pretty difficult time mentally uh, separate myself from that yeah and especially when the war is still going on yeah things are still going and you're not there it's pretty difficult sometimes so uh you know the, getting an acting class being around people who weren't the type of folks I was around yeah. a lot uh learning to deal with people uh learning to deal with learning to adjust the way I dealt with yeah. people all that's been very helpful to me. So just, but I was just trying to be a new actor, yeah. you know? So I was just trying to be the new guy. I was just a little, had a few more gray hairs, yeah. but you know what? I'm in a class now. I've been taking zoom classes for about a year with a guy in New York. Nice. There's so many guys my age in the class. Some who have been acting a long time. Some who also were just starting out. I mean, I think my opinion is life experience enhances your abilities as an actor, enhances what you bring to the table as an actor. 
you know, and, and I'm sure there's some debate and argument about that. You yeah. know, there's people like, well, it's like anything else. You need to start. And, and you know, and I, yeah. I don't know if I agree with that, you know. But I think having a life, having life experiences allows yeah. you to bring your experiences to roles and bring it to the table and make things more authentic and realistic. You mm-hmm. know, and you can sit there and go, well, and see in the writing, go, well, this probably, you know, <coughs> excuse me, this isn't how I would say it or yeah. this isn't. You, you can bring your experiences to look at something and go, well, that's not really how it works in real life. Adjust it a little bit. Um, what kind of acting techniques do you use? Like, I know there's a million different acting coaches, a million different, you know, styles of acting. What is, do you have a certain I style studied, you I studied, you know, the teacher I studied with here was like, he was a Meisner guy. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm going to make an honest, I'm going to be honest. I, yeah. I didn't read the Sanford Meisner books. I haven't read any of those books. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not poo-pooing them in any yeah. way. I think if you're like any other profession, you should master your craft. Yeah. So I'm not, I just... I I took what he said, you know, and the techniques he taught, and and I ran with them, and that's just what I do, you know. I I see myself, I you know, it's I think a lot of it's how you see my, you know, I'm hoping to be an episodic TV guy, yeah, character actor. I I think if we were back in the 30s and 40s, I would have hopefully been a contract player mm-hmm. that they used to call them back then. Just want I just try to be natural and bring. You know, I, you know that it's funny because we talk about this in class. You know, people go, "Oh, I don't want to be typecast. I don't want to yeah. be pigeonholed." And you know, like my te- my teacher says, "You should be lucky. You should be so lucky to be pigeonholed, yeah. typecast." I'm hope I, you know, I'm I'm hoping to play the grizzled cop, the yeah. bad guy, the, the the guy sent to collect money from from a guy who was a bookie, that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, you know, the actors I admire are, are guys like Frank Vincent. Mm-hmm. Was in Raging Bull, Sopranos, yeah. you know, just he's a late actor, you know, those character type guys. Mm-hmm. So I just try to I just try to rely on my background and, yeah. and bring that authenticity to those roles. I don't I don't know that I use any, any of the techniques and and uh Meisner, yeah. uh, you know and and Meisner again is the most the most the, the one I'm most familiar with because yeah. that was my, my teacher here John Armand was uh was about but uh you know I I've, I've just tried to kind of wing it in that I mean I I yeah. go to class and I learn but I haven't really yeah. wedded myself to anything cuz each class I've been in I've learned something yeah, yeah. from those teachers that that have helped me and I think it's more the teacher mm-hmm. than than the, the the yeah so you um don't uh, you want to be that guy so like in every movie like oh that, that guy I've seen that guy before like he's that guy like, I want to yeah. be the guy yeah I, my goal you hit it right on the head yeah. my goal is to be the guy that goes I've seen that guy in movies but yeah. I, I don't know what's his name I got no idea what yeah. his name is I know <laughs> I just seen him in a bunch of shit yeah I may get there I may not but that, yeah. that's my goal that's a, I mean that's a good goal because everyone know, that knows who you are like yeah. I know that guy but I don't know his name exactly right. yeah right you know I mean I, I my standard joke mm-hmm. is George Clooney and Brad Pitt don't have to get nervous because I decided to be an actor. You know what I mean? I'm not, a, you know, but yeah. just that's kind of, you know, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. And I'm also, my experience are such that I've, I can avoid being the neurotic guy. Mm-hmm. In other words, listen, my, unfortunately or fortunately, my paradigm is mm-hmm. if it's not going to kill or maim me, I generally don't worry about it. Yeah. So I go to an audition. Sometimes I know I screwed it up. But I know I'm not getting back in there, so I'm like, there's nothing I can do about it, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
sometimes I think I killed it, but there's nothing I can do, and they'll either call or they won't. You yeah. know, and and so I don't, I don't spend a lot of mental energy and emotional energy on worrying about if I got. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's that's been helpful to me. Not, it's a, not, not a detriment. Yeah. Because also you're you're taking it seems like you're taking it from the idea of like there's a million roles out there. I'm gonna get called for so, well, something. I'm not gonna die well, if I don't yeah, get a role, and I yeah, can always fly helicopters exactly, for a living. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, but there's a lot of roles, and and you know, here's what I've learned from my uh, initial foray into network television. Yeah. And this, like, for every role, is probably a couple of thousand mm-hmm. uh, uh, submissions. Yeah. So the fact that you got called for an audition is huge, mm-hmm. and then the fact that you got called back for an audition is huge. Yeah. And then the fact that you got pinned for the role, pinned for the role is huge. Yeah. And then the fact that you got booked is huge. So yeah. if you're in the game in any way, mm-hmm. uh, you know, your agent calls and says, hey, I got you an audition, do a self-tape. Even if nothing happens, mm-hmm. that means you broke out of the yeah. pack. You yeah. know what I mean? Exactly. And so you have to look at the good things and try not to, you know, this could, this, you know, and this, I'm not telling you anything yeah, new. No. Acting's about rejection. So yeah. if you're a person who who is 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 very sensitive and has a really hard time with that, yeah. then you're just gonna and you can't mentally uh, separate the the professional rejection mm-hmm. from a personal rejection. You're gonna have a lot of mental. You know, it's gonna be just tough on you yeah. emotionally. Yeah. And um, there's so many variables. Like you walk into a room. And maybe you don't look like the writer's vision. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's an adaptation of a novel. So yeah. you, there's already a dis- physical description that you may or may not meet. Very true. Maybe you go in there and you just not you're not playing it the way he wants you to play it. And then when he gives you the adjustment, it's just not not yeah. there. You, there's so yeah. many things, all of which have very little to yeah. do. With you personal. Yeah. So you have to just, you know, you, you have to really not take it personal. Yeah, you know, exactly. It is just business. And, yeah. And you just got to take, just look at it. I like to say this all the time. It's not show art, it's show business. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So going back to your um, IMTB, so Black and Blue, what was that exactly? The I know it was a short. It was a short film yeah. where I, I, I played a burnt out cop, you okay. know, whose daughter was... Uh, was leaving town, you know, obviously, you know, if you look at it, it's, it's you know, obviously I'm kind of a bit lonely, burnt out cop. Yeah. And uh, uh, there's uh, this setup with this other guy, Jay Lindsay, uh, who, who's a fantastic actor, is out in L.A. doing very well. Yeah. Um, where it's set up to look like we're, we're going to have this confrontation. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's looking for me and, and it looks, you know, the whole setup from Burt was... That it looked like it was going to culminate in him trying to kill me or something. Yeah. Well, turned out was he was just asking me if he could marry my daughter, you know. <laughs> but the whole setup and it was, yeah. it was just really well made. I enjoyed yeah. it. Bert was a great director, mm-hmm. and it was a great uh, learning experience for me. You was know? that was that a lead role? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Was that like and that's one of your first lead roles? Then I would yeah, assume. Yeah. I, I was my first lead yeah. role. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, after that, you did a uh, Desert Dwellers. Yeah. Yeah. What was yeah. that like? Well, it was just yeah. a film out here where some uh, guys uh, some out in the desert and aliens yeah. kill everybody. And okay. I, I just had a small role where yeah. I played this, uh, you know, kind of men in black type guy. <laughs> 
interviewing people, trying to kind of get them to not say it was aliens type stuff. (laughs) That's cool. Yeah. (laughs) And then uh, I've seen uh, 10 Violent Women Part 2 in 2017. Yeah, uh, this guy, Ted Michaels, who was, I think he was almost 90 then. I guess he's this old cult filmmaker that made these... I don't even know how to describe them. Like, um, like, uh, there's like little cult violent movies, you know, like B movies, like B, like B or C cult violent movies. And, and, and I think back in his day, they involved always kind of sexy women and stuff. And, you know, yeah. And so this was that, I just played a cop and walked in on a murder scene and, you know, that (laughs) that was it. Yeah, that was it, man. Hey, but he was this role of cop. He was was just this interesting guy. Like he had this cool handlebar mustache. Oh, really? You know, I don't, I had all these young, pretty girls around him all the time. Like a, a, a cooler Hugh Hefner. You know what I mean? Wow, yeah. cool. But I think, it, I mean, his name was Ted Michaels, M-I-K-E. Yeah. I mean, you could look him up yeah. and see the kind of movies, right. you know, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, kind of like grind, like B Grindhouse, M-I-K-E-L-S, I think. Yeah, is it like, like sort of like Grindhouse movies, but yeah. like a B version of those. Oh, wow, that's... His grindhouse are a ruddy B version, so that's like a B, like a, yeah, a B minus. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they they were kind of there's just something cool yeah. about them. Yeah, know? grindhouse are very interesting. Yeah, films, yeah. yeah. Then uh, then I saw uh, Easy Money, and you I see, and I saw this twice. You played Donald West. Yeah. So is this? And then I saw you play Donald West again, Sliders. So they changed the name of it. Oh, and okay. They just never corrected it on on. It was Sliders originally, and then it became Easy Money. Oh, okay. And that that's on. That's on uh, on Prime if you ever okay. want to watch that. <laughs> yeah, because it, it comes up. Yeah. yeah. So what what was what I was played, Sliders I, Easy Money? I I Both. played a mob guy. Okay. Basically, what it was about is these guys find find found some credit cards that I guess I had acquired that had like untraceable millions of dollars on them. Shit. And uh, so I was trying to get them back, and you know doing what we had to do to get them back. Yeah. And then um, I, I I finally got it back. You know, yeah. I kidnapped the guy's girlfriend and, you know, yada, yada, yada. And then it culminated in a big gunfight oh, at nice. the end and I got killed, so it was kind of cool. <laughs> what was it like doing a gunfight scene? That- it was cool. It was yeah. kind of interesting because um, everybody in the movie was, I'm going to say, authentic. In other words, like, the guys, the gangbangs were real gangbangs. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? And yeah. everybody was cool, so... You know, and there was no armor on it, so yeah. uh, a couple of guys were like, weren't sure how to handle a weapon, so mm-hmm. I was helping them. But then there were a couple of guys I don't need any help. Yeah, you know, there what? were a couple of guys who were like I don't need any help. <laughs> you know, Wait, what's what do you mean by ar- like armor? As in the I, the, the guy who handles the gun, oh, okay. handles the weapons. You know, because oh, okay. most of the time in movies, if you have real weapons, yeah. right, you have an you have a guy. He's the armorer. He's oh, the okay. expert. He kind of yeah. You know, and hopefully the actors have been coached on the use of the mm-hmm. weapons and things like that, weapon safety, that kind of stuff. So um, it was still very professionally done. Yeah. I'm not saying that, but it was just kind of funny because there were some people, you know, who were a little, you know, ner- hesitant. And I was, you know, and I was yeah. like, or, or just, I noticed weren't handling the weapons in a safe manner. So mm-hmm. I was like, hey, this is kind of how you want to do it. And yeah. A couple other guys were like, nah, nah. <laughs> you know, and, and they weren't the kind of guys you want to argue with and say, you know, I was like, all right, whatever, man. You know, 
Was there like was that like a long day of filming? Like the gun? yeah, it was a couple of days. Yeah, it was great, days. man. I had a great time. I, I got nothing bad to say yeah. about it. I mean, it was yeah. I mean, I definitely should. I wish I was a little smarter on the business side because I think I made two hundred fifty dollars, and yeah. I think they're still making money off that. Movie, oh shit! You hey. know, but it's a good learning experience. But yeah, but I mean, and um, and it uh, and it took me a while to get the footage, but beyond that, it was great, man. I enjoyed it. They were great. Yeah, they treated me great. It was fun. Yeah, and I, I really had a great time. Nice. And then uh, I saw. Can't remember handwriting. Angoria Road. Angora Angora Road. Yeah. yeah, I just played dad. You know, okay. just very small role. Yeah, and that, and then um, yeah, it's just I played the dad of the two protagonists. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even really tell you what that movie's about. Oh, okay. Is that out? Is that uh, anywhere we can see I it? I don't. I think Vimeo. Okay. I, I think that. I mean, for my stuff. Iron Man, Black and Blue. I think is I won an award. Uh, won an award for a short film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Get where, but it, it did. Um, then uh, my New Amsterdam stuff, and then uh, Easy Money on, on Prime, Amazon Prime. I think yeah, legit viewing it. Most of the other stuff you probably find on Vimeo. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I was gonna ask about New Amsterdam. So that's a TV show. Yeah, I'm mistaken. Yeah, now, what uh, I haven't seen that. What is that about? It's a it's a pretty popular medical yeah. show. It's I think we're in season three now. Okay, what channel is that on? NBC. If you got a Hulu, you I could, do. Hold yeah. on, I'm trying to think. I feel like I heard. No, I, I think I heard of the show. Now I think about. Yeah, it. I don't watch much it's TV. It's pretty. It's a pretty yeah. popular, you know, medical procedural. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just got lucky. Um, I'm part of an organization called Veterans in Media and Entertainment. Which okay. Which is just an organization of military veterans mm-hmm. in all aspects of the film and TV industry. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah. And um, it, it's been a great organization to be part of mm-hmm. because it's. All about creating opportunities for veterans in the industry. It's wonderful, and, and um, they they had for a while, and they're rebuilding it. But they had a really good relationship with a lot of the casting folks from the various studios and and TV and yeah. you know and networks. So they put out a call for a, a role of a veteran and, and blah blah blah. And I submitted my self tape and got selected. Yeah. That was it. Is a reoccurring reoccurring role on your answer? It's a single role, uh, season two, episode seven, if you want to catch it on Hulu. Uh, by, it's a get, top of show guest star role, so it's a unbelievable lucky nice. break for someone like me, yeah. you know, and um, and then, uh, you know, I was hoping to capitalize on it yeah. and COVID hit, so it yeah, yeah. but but, you know, again, there's been some silver linings in that because of Zoom. I've been taking Zoom classes with yeah. a guy by the name of James Chacon yeah. in New York, who himself is also a working actor. He's been in The Irishman, The Joker, a lot okay. of TV roles. I've probably seen my I, I, names and faces. I got if I if I saw a face, I'll look him up. Well, I mean, his like if you you know he's if. if He's on a lot of the acting Facebook groups. Yeah. He's advertising oh, okay. for his class and gotcha. stuff. And um, <clears throat> so, you know, normally his class was in New York. Mm-hmm. He did a couple of classes in L.A. So yeah. I, I drove out and went to the one in L.A. I really liked it. Yeah. And then COVID hit. And so he started doing Zoom classes. So I've been in Zoom class with him. Yeah. And what he does, he has these workshops where he brings in CDs from, you know, the major networks and shows. And um, I mean. Last year, forty actors booked roles. This last week, five of our actors got yeah. picked to go audition. So uh, you know, you get on the radar of a lot of casting directors, and you get to read for a lot of casting yeah. directors. And same with veter- um, veterans and uh, media and entertainment set up a an event with Casting Society of America, where yeah. uh, they had a, 
20 casting folks from all, you know, from the industry. Mm-hmm. And it's a day where just, I think, I don't know how many of us got to read for all these casting directors. Oh, wow. That was an opportunity none of us would ever get. I yeah, mean, yeah. You know, like big casting directors, you know, and, and just everybody got a, a, a yeah. read to read, you know, so, you know, you get on the radar. Yeah. You know, I, I, you got a little feedback the day before the read. We all got uh, time with other casting directors to read and then get some critiques on our read. So, I mean, a lot of, we just got on, on a radar that we yeah. never had the opportunity to do otherwise. So, Definitely. so these, these are great organizations that mm. have been really helpful to me. And, and um, now I'm just, like I said, I've been taking classes since COVID. Yeah. I've had a couple auditions, um, two or three, uh, you know, self tapes yeah. that my agent got me. Um, just hoping now that things are picking up. Yeah. That I can continue to to work. I'm hoping to be able to work as an actor. Yeah. Give you know give up my my actor day job as a helicopter pilot, which is not a bad job in any way, shape, Pretty or cool form. Job. So yeah. I mean I don't I don't have any complaints. But yeah, you know I'd I'd love to. You know I'm 59 now, so you know I, I'm hoping to get lucky and have, you know get about a decade's worth of being a working actor if I can before I croak or something. Yeah. You know, hey, we'll see. That'd be awesome. I mean I mean the, the opportunities that you're you were telling me like with the veterans thing and then with the uh, yeah. your coach as well and this whole casting thing that's great especially now that things are picking up again a lot of people are trying to look for you know well like my acting teacher said he goes yeah. you can be the best actor in the world but nobody's gonna hire you if they don't know who the hell you are yeah right you know so he goes <laughs> and you know he's an interesting guy because he got a lot of TV roles like I don't know I think he got 8 or 10 network TV roles yeah. without an agent wow you know what I mean and so he's the class is what I like about his classes is very focused on business of getting an audition. Oh, okay. In other words, it's not so much about, it is about acting, mm-hmm. you know, but it, he, he teaches you to audition and, uh, you know, be, do that journeyman's work that they want from guests yeah. and co-stars on, 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 especially on network TV, mm-hmm. like go in there, read, do a great job, yeah. so they call you back, and hopefully you book the role. Mm-hmm. And then he gives us opportunities to get in front of people yeah. who will bring us in the room, which is unique that a lot of other folks don't do. You yeah. know, and um, it's been you know it's learned to again for me it's just being a great community of people. Yeah, that I, um, interestingly enough, there's a lot of other military veterans in the class. There's yeah. lots of people who come from. Lots of retired police officers, fire people who just come from other other areas of yeah. life that now want to pursue this. But you talk to these cast because we're you know when we have these casting directors come in, you know, yeah. it's, we get to you know it's a lot of Q and A and a lot of back and forth and producers and agents he has come you know and they're all like, man, honest, if you've done other things, yeah, that's great. That that only helps. That doesn't hurt. Yeah. You know, so. They're really, uh, you know, they're amenable to that. You know, me as an older guy, I'm always like, hey, what's the... D-? And they're like, man, look. You know, the, there's a role and you 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 fit the bill. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's all we're looking for. You know, we're not going, oh, you're too old, you're too young. You're, yeah. You may compete against a guy who's an established actor, so that kind of sucks for you. Like, that is an issue for me as mm-hmm. a TV guy. Yeah. You know, because of my age, I'm going to probably submit against at least two or three guys that are well-established actors. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah, that's yeah. always going to put me at a big disadvantage. But, yeah. 
Like one guy said, he goes, yeah, but we're always looking to bring somebody new in or see a new face that yeah. maybe hasn't been seen before. So Very true. You just keep plugging away. I don't get discouraged. Yeah. And it's and it's fun. I enjoy it. Yeah. So that's the main thing is I'm really enjoying doing it. That's the most like that's the that's the best thing you want to do is have fun. If you don't if you're not having fun, then what's the point of doing it, right? Isn't that like what it says? Listen, I, I'm <laughs> uh, knock on wood. Yeah. I'm very blessed. You know, I, I I will tell you unequivocally that if you can do something you like, you don't feel like you're working. I've had both. Yeah. You know, I joke being a pilot has allowed me to never really have a real job. Yeah. But in reality, I've had several real jobs, mm -hmm. and I never really liked any of them. Yeah. You know, I had a lot of great non-flying jobs, but I always gravitated back to less money and different schedules and things just so for me i can't imagine doing anything else yeah and the same with that it's like so i'm a guy who believes yes you got to be ready to work to survive yeah but still if there's something you're passionate about do it because if you're stuck doing something you're not passionate about mm -hmm. I, I see it all the time among friends and yeah. acquaintances just gonna have a lot of regret yeah and that's you don't want to be that that's not where you want to end up um anything that's coming up that you have a role yet for 2021 that's or just it's a lot of casting still no i'm just i'm just plugging away plugging man. Away. i mean there's you know and and interestingly enough um initially i was plugged into the vegas acting community yeah but, but uh, uh i had some Things going on a couple of years ago that I had to kind of put acting on the burner, yeah. like burner for a couple of months, and then I never really got back in. I mean, I had some representation here and stuff, and and then so uh, I'm kind of hoping to kind of reconnect with the acting community yeah. here in Vegas again soon, and okay. work on any upcoming projects that they have coming up. Yeah, um, I am going to work on. I'm going to do a scene hopefully next month on. Uh, okay, his uh, web series. So hopefully that happened. Gotcha. Coming events, you know, I'm trying to keep abreast of things that are auditioning yeah. and shooting here, but I just haven't, haven't been able to stay abreast of that. I think yeah. I got to try to reconnect with them. And, and funny enough, because the second half of the, the show is usually about the community and we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, basically the good, the bad. And like, what can we do to improve? So even, and have you had much even when you were, I mean, start I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm a Vegas based actor yeah. and, and I was hoping that I could, I was hoping that Vegas mm -hmm. had enough production, especially with the tax incentives they yeah. were going to offer a few years ago. And I was hoping that Vegas would be a place that you could be based out of and work. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, yeah. And, um, and because of its proximity to LA mm -hmm. and productions coming here for mm -hmm. tax purposes, but you know what I noticed is a lot of production shooting here do a lot of principal casting before they get here. Very true. I, not to sound like an asshole, I'm not doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and um, I did it. I've done it. I'm not. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, it's yeah. Just at this point, I'm not going to do. You yeah. Know, that's you, you have to keep. Yeah. Trying to climb the ladder. Yeah. Exactly. You know, so a lot of a lot of the things you see offered out there are background stuff. You know, and and I heard. I don't know this to be a fact that somehow, some way, a few years back, there was a rep here that the actors here weren't professional or trained properly. I, I don't know. This is just what someone told me. I, yeah. don't, I don't know this to be true. Yeah. I mean, the actors I know here are all solid, well-trained yeah. professionals. Yeah. So I haven't seen that. But I, what I think is that it made 
casting out here more than anything. Mm. There's just not a lot of casting for significant roles yeah. or even good supporting roles. Yeah, I, I, think I, I feel like I heard that too, actually. Like, it kind of, it kind of sparked something in my brain. I, I feel like I've heard that before as well. I'm not 100% positive on, on yes or no, I mean, but it, it, I mean, it's like one of those things that you hear through the, you know, through grapevine stuff too. I mean, too. you know, if they want to bring film to Nevada, yeah. then you give tax breaks like New Mexico and Georgia do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and you would have a lot of production here because three and a half hours from LA and you have some serious good locations here. Yeah. And I'm sure there would be a lot more production here if they made it worthwhile. And even, you know, if they made it worthwhile, you might have studios Mm -hmm. and, and and casting here and just, you know, the kind of thing that goes on in like Albuquerque and, and in, in Atlanta, you know, and, and, Everybody's like, oh, well, they're secondary markets, but there's a lot of work. Yeah. I have a New Mexico agent, you know? Oh, wow. I mean, okay. she's, uh, you know, they're shooting all kinds of stuff. There. Yeah. They shoot all kinds of stuff in, in Atlanta. They shoot all kinds of stuff in New Orleans. Yeah. You even, know, even St. Louis, too, I heard was a big thing as well at one time. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of markets, yeah. you know, because LA's expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, New York's, now New York is crazy. I mean, there's like almost over 100 productions in New York. Yeah. New York is just, you know, New York is, Mecca for TV right Yeah, now. it is. You know, so, um, and, you, you know, I, I, I think that there's talented people out here. Obviously, it's Vegas. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a, and, and uh, I, I think it would be a great place. I'd love to see the, the thing. There's a, you know, there's a lot of great low budget or a lot of great independent or student productions or non-pay stuff. And yeah. that's great to get your, get started and learn and learn and, and things like that. But, you know, at some point, you know, once you start getting paid, you, you know, you don't want to go back to not getting paid. You yeah. Know, especially if you're trying to make a living at it, that defeats yeah. the whole purpose. Yeah, no, that totally understandable. And even, even, I think, again, the, the, the reputation we get is the background players or the, I, like they always say, this is like a lot of the actors I've come across, there's a good 10% that are the ones that are really trying that are really like, want to be actors and are striving to be that top tier. And then there's those 90%, which is the rest of the background, the people that are background extras and all that stuff who think they're God's gift to the earth sometimes. And, I've, I've, I've met yeah. some people out here, so, so remain nameless, yeah. uh, that I'm just like, you got to be kidding me, man. You, yeah. you know, and I'm like, there's a couple of people out here that I'm like, you would talk, you talk like you're Laurence Olivier, <laughs> you know, but... You you know your resume, yeah. Does not, you know, does not uh, confirm you know or back up your claims or your expertise mm-hmm. that you're claiming to have. Yeah. And in the background stuff, I found background stuff interesting. It it um, it's actually kind of cool. Yeah. And if for a lot of people who do it, that's all they want to do. Yeah. And it's just a, it's a it's a hobby or yeah. in some cases they can make a living at mm-hmm. it. Certainly in LA and New York yeah. you can make a living as a background guy. Yeah. Because there's always something going on every day. Yeah. And you can make your, you know, five, six hundred a yeah. day. Someone I know actually, my um kid I grew up with, his parents, they live in North Carolina now. I think he does too, but they do background roles and like they, I think they were on The Walking Dead at one time. So they, and they're just doing it to have fun. They're yeah. not like 
I know, met a lot of really yeah. cool people who go, I'm not working today. I thought it'd yeah. be fun. But then there's a couple, there's always a couple like. I think they're the God's gift to background extras. You know, and it's just that, or, 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 you know, yeah. the, the hierarchy of a movie set. Yeah. Is, you know, the union guys eat first yeah. and this, that. Now, coming from the military, that's no big deal to me. Yeah. But it just was really irking people. Like, oh, I'm, you know, and I'm like, yeah. man, this is how it works. Yeah. You know, it's, the, we're background. We're, we're, we're basically nobody. <laughs> and that, but we're getting paid to be nobody yeah. and stand around. And yeah, <laughs> that's, that's it. That's the deal. Like, you're not, they're not looking for the net. You're not getting discovered here. You yeah. know, this isn't your big break. Yeah. This is you filling the camera. Yeah. You know, the background of the camera. You might get seen for 30 seconds and you can go, oh shit, there's the back of my head. <laughs> you know, and, and, but that's, you kind of yeah. uh, put that in that perspective <laughs> yeah. and it'll be fun. If you're mad because the principal actors eat first yeah. and you, you're still standing out in the cold. And you're in the wrong business because yeah. that's how the business works. <laughs> I was on a set once, uh, and they've got food for like you know everyone basically, and it, we the crew didn't eat now, and the background extras are waiting in the cafeteria part, and they had put the food in the cafeteria. So by the time we ate on the crew, like there's three or four of us, there's like, like no food left, and it was right. like cold chicken. And I'm like I, I'm like I'm like I'm gonna be an asshole. I can't eat right now. I'll go to Wendy's like on the uh, right. our way to the next set. I just right. couldn't do that. I'm like, what? Why did we put the background? Uh, why did we put background on the food in the same like right. location? Right, <laughs> right, right. Vultures, man. Right. Vultures. Yeah. No, I mean, but it's it's fun, you know. Yeah. It, it look if you want to see what li- like if you want to learn about what a set's like yeah. and how things work on a set, doing a couple of background gigs is good. Yeah. You know, and you learn some set etiquette too. Yeah. yeah. There's people who are just like really, and I'm not even saying it as a. From an act like I'm a professional, yeah, act. Yeah. it's just like just etiquette, just yeah. like really, <laughs> you yeah. Know? There, there is a set etiquette that I don't yeah. think a lot of people understand yeah, sometimes. Yeah, but it's just, really funny. just, but just some like yeah. really, you know, like the star will come walking by, you know, the and people are like, hey man, how you doing? Yeah. and you're like, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't not think he today. wants to talk to you right now. You know, <laughs> he's, he's kind of busy, zone, right, yeah. right, yeah. <laughs> hey man, can I get a selfie? And you're like, no, 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 yeah, yeah. It's just kind of funny, man. Yeah, and it's 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 very fascinating, especially uh, when you see people that don't know set etiquette and they're like, they're well, just shaking your head. It, like like it's not over. even self et. It's they're just not aware. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, it's that they if it wasn't the set, yeah, wherever it was, they'd that's be true. yeah, they'd be out to. They're lunch. Star, starstruck, and you know, I I was like that one time, and I'm like, all right, it's just too, it's like whatever, it's like not a big deal. I can talk to like. They like casual conversation, if anything. I think I got lucky growing up in yeah. New York. I you'd see so many. Mm-hmm people on the yeah. street and this it just literally on a daily occurrence yeah. daily occurrence either a sports figure or some sort of yeah. entertainment figure literally on a daily thing that yeah. like it, it's nothing you know people would look and i you'd be like well, so i like i <laughs> yeah. in my neighborhood i see al pacino all the time oh really that's pretty yeah cool. walking down the street you know yeah and uh it just was not i'd be like you know every now and then it you know you go hey al what's up yeah but you know i wouldn't but the tourists, everybody else would, you know, be like, "Oh my god, yeah. you know." It just, it's kind of the cool thing. I'm sure it's the same in L.A. You yeah, know, yeah. you just you see so many people in just casual, like here in Vegas. Uh, I, I live in Summerlin. Okay, I, I used to see all the big UFC fighters because oh. they don't. I'd like see them in the supermarket. <laughs> I see like Rich Franklin in the yeah. supermarket line, or you know, all these guys. Yeah. 
you know, and, and I mean, I, I, I work out at Randy Couture's mm -hmm. gym, you know, and stuff. So, I mean, but, you know, like here in Vegas, you see a lot of UFC yeah. fighters, you know. And so you just, like, you get used to it. Mm -hmm. You know, you see Chuck Liddell, yeah. you know, and you're like, oh, it's Chuck Liddell. You don't freak yeah. out, you know. Yeah. Maybe you go, hey, Chuck, what's up? You know, depending if you, you know, if he looks like he's in a good mood yeah. or not, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but, I mean, you just kind of get used yeah. to it. So, for me, it's like I've never been in... And then, you know, working, like, on New Amsterdam, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I worked opposite Taylor Labine, who plays yeah. who plays the psychiatrist. And he was just, he was awesome, man. Yeah. We just talked, me and a couple of the other actors, because the, there were three or four veterans that they picked to be on the mm -hmm. show. And we just talked about, you know, we talked about barbecue, talking about, I mean, we, nice. you know, we still correspond on, like, the gram, you know, yeah, yeah. like, he'll put something I like in it, and yeah. I'll, you know, I'll... I'll I'll write something. He'll answer back usually. You know, I mean, he's, he was just a really good dude. Yeah, it's you know, awesome. He was really good yeah. dude. You know, so and most, you know, most of them are most of them are normal people. Yeah, you yeah. know, and I just think, you know, if you're super famous, to me, it's gotta suck. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's gotta. You know, I mean, think about George Clooney just wants to sit down and have a cup of coffee. Yeah, you know, or that's probably why he lives in Italy now. He's like, yeah, I don't want to deal with this shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, so you know, I like. It's funny because I I always think about this. I meet people in acting class all the time. Like I think they want to be famous yeah. more than they want to be actors. Yeah, you know like, that, that's yeah, true. Yeah, like, like to me, I'm like, I just want to work. As, I don't care if anyone knows me, but if you're gonna pay me SAG scale or more to do this job, yeah, it's a cool job. You exactly. Know? Yeah. And, and I mean that, but it's you know, uh, so I th I'm a guy who thinks you leave those people alone. Yeah, you know, or just say hi, but yeah. that's it. You don't need to. Sit there and can I get a selfie? Yeah, or can I do that? You know, I that, just that can I just come think, in later on. But I, like, I just you know. think I just think it's it's not fair. You yeah. know, it, it, because they're good at their job or they become. I don't think I, I feel bad that they can't just go have a meal without yeah. without it turning into a fiasco. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and with a lot, you know, a certain level of entertainer, mm -hmm. they literally can't go get a yeah. meal without it being a fiasco. Yeah, so exactly. I, I, yeah. I kind of think that's silly. I brought up the most important question, actually. A really important question to ask you. Jets or Giants? I'm a Giants fan. All right, good. That's, that's, uh, you know what? We can still have this conversation. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Giants. You, you're not going to throw me out? No, no. But <laughs> I will admit, I will jump on the Jets because, you know, being a Giants fan yeah. usually is you're excited for a couple of games. <laughs> Things are looking good. Maybe the first game they, they knock off Philly or Dallas, so you're feeling good, right? <laughs> and then two, three games later, you're like, oh. Then it's two, three, four yeah. games in a row, and you're like, maybe we got a shot at the wild card, yeah. maybe not. And you then have a whole bunch of tums, and then yeah, and then but then all, but then you're like, all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, the Jets are doing good. Yeah, let me see what's going on over here, and then they disappoint you too. Yeah, you know, oh, but yeah. but um, yeah, I'm a Giants. Yeah. I, I I'm a Giants, I'm a Yankees, okay. and I'm a Rangers fan. Okay, and I have while. I'm excited about the, um, the Knights. Yeah. I am not a Knights fan. Yeah. I'm still a Rangers fan. Understandable. You know Understandable. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Um, I'm not... I would have rather seen an expansion NFL team than the Raiders. I agree with I, you. I used to be a, a... Like, Raiders was like my secondary tertiary team yeah. back, back in the day when Jack Tatum, when, mm -hmm. when they were really savages. Yeah, yeah. You know? With that, the clotheslines. Right, right, exa <laughs> exactly. That's that's when I was... I was all about that. Cause yeah. I, I played ball. I played Division three. Okay. Not not very well. Yeah. I I got my college career consisted of one interception, and okay. my my coach's response was, "You run like you have a refrigerator on your back," because <laughs> <laughs> my my 
my qualifications were slow, yeah. small, you know, slow, small, yeah. and uh, and and not very smart. You know, the yeah. only thing I going for me is I'd sacrifice my body, but I had reached the pinnacle of my athletic career at Division Three football. Yeah, like barely, luckily, was on the team, but. Um, you know, so I'm I'm definitely a football yeah. fan, not, but I'm I, I don't you know because in the Northeast you really don't, I've never been a college yeah you know thing. So the Giants is just a disappointment, you know. It, but you got to stick with them. Yeah. You know, I mean they've had some. Yeah. They've had a couple of anomaly years where they win the Super Bowl and yeah. you're excited, but then it, it's just peaks uh, and it, valleys yeah. and then. <laughs> but you know what? You got to stick with them. Same with the rain. Yeah. You know, I, I'll go to the, you know, and I, I, I used to go to the, uh, before the nights, I used to go to the, the games at the Orleans, Yeah. you know, and, and I, I loved it, uh, you know, I loved it. And I was happy when they yeah. got a hockey team here. I'm happy that was the first pro team they got here because it's such a great sport. And there's yeah. so many people from all over here yeah. that I knew, you know, I didn't think it would be as crazy as it was. It, it's only crazy, I think, I have a theory because they won, they got selfish. They won like. Really well the first two years. Yeah, but I mean, just even the the response before they started playing, though. Yeah. You know, but and then once they were good, then it's people who never seen a hockey puck a day yeah. in their life now are hockey fans. Yeah, exactly. Right? You yeah, know, that's right. but I mean, but you know, and and the Raiders, you know, it's okay. I, yeah. I, you know, I I would have rather seen. I think Vegas is a big enough city, like. It should have its own sports teams. Like I, I, I. That's why I think the Knights was a good, good. Yeah. I think they should have, have tried to get an expansion team out here instead That'd be of nice. bringing, instead of bringing. Not and it's not a, 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 a you know, it's it's not a, nothing bad on the Raiders. Yeah. I just think Vegas should have its own team. I agree with you on you that. Know, yeah. Base. I think, but you know, they should have four major sports teams mm-hmm. here. It's a big. What do we got? Like almost four million. Now. We got a. Yeah, we're at four million, but we got uh, we got the Aviators, which aviators. are minor league. We yep. got you know we got the soccer team, soccer. But I think we should we should have NFL, MLB, and NBA, NBA yeah. and, and NHL. I think I, they're I trying think so. to get the MLB. Uh, I'm sorry, well they're trying to get the MLB out here, but they're also trying to get the NBA too because I know they're trying to make that Jackie Robinson All Net Arena, which I, I don't. I'm kind of like confused about because like why would you put a basketball team over here when we have like the T-Mobile Arena over there? I don't. You know. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know how they configure. Yeah. You know. I mean, they should be able to configure these. They should between the two arenas yeah. we have. Well, I mean, we not, should be able to configure one. We should be able to be able to do everything. And one, yeah. Like I mean, look at the Rangers and the Knicks. They're in Madison Square Garden. Or the Jets and the Giants. Yeah, playing in Jersey forever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or even like you know the Nets and uh, the Devils. Yeah. I, I, before they split up to Brooklyn and, and I, yeah, yeah, North. No, I I think that um, you know, like I said, I've been here over twenty years yeah. now. I've seen Vegas grow. Yeah. It should have its own sports teams. It's a big enough cities. Yeah. I get the gambling concern. I do, but. They're gambling on game. Yeah, there's bookies everywhere. Yeah, I mean, that's very I mean, true. There's bookies on the. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, growing up yeah. where I grew up. I mean, <laughs> you want to if you want to bet on a game, whether you're a player, or yeah. a coach, or whatever, you can bet on a game. I mean, I listen to Fr- Michael Franchese's podcast. And oh. I see him all the time, and he's like, "Yeah, we always had ball players on the hook because they'd owe us money, and then we'd be like, listen, you got to do us a favor now.' Yeah, you know, otherwise, you know. <laughs> so I mean, he said, he said they always had ball players. That's one of the things he does now yeah. is goes around to colleges to talk about gambling and how you shouldn't get into gambling yeah. because of his experience when he was when he was a mob guy. Oh wow! I, I don't know if you you know who Mike Francesi is. Mike Francesi? No, not the sports guy. No, I don't no, know. No, Mike Francesi was a 
a mob guy. But, okay. But he left the mob. Yeah. And now he's an author, a speaker. Okay. He has his, he has his own podcast. Okay, gotcha. And and but it, but you know how he makes his money is basically going around telling businesses how not to get in trouble with yeah. the mob. <laughs> you know, so uh, um, he talks about that a lot about going around yeah. to colleges, especially and talking to the student athletes about not getting. In, he goes because if you owe us money, yeah, right. You don't want us to, you know, you obviously don't want us to, you know, uh, come at you in a negative way. Yeah, no doubt. So he's like, we're going to ask you to do us a favor so that the, you know. Yeah. And, and you know, we're going to ask you to drop a pass or miss a bat, you know, or whatever. And yeah. He goes, they've had a few athletes. Oh, shit. Now, I don't, because this is a podcast, yeah. I don't have any proof, definitive yeah. proof of this. This is all <laughs> anecdotal. So I don't want anybody suing me. But, um, you know, he's talked about it yeah. on the show. So, I mean. Fascinating. I, I don't think having sports teams in Vegas is a, as big a risk as people think. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think the town deserves it because it's. I think we're at three and a half million now, yeah, something, something like, that. like that. It's big enough, yeah. and it's an important enough city in America. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when when COVID ends and we go yeah. back to this place, we'll bring in ridic the ridiculous amounts of money it always does. Yeah. And, uh, I think live and work here and work really hard yeah here. i mean this is a hard working town yeah, it is they deserve to have their own sports teams you i know? totally agree this is the first generation of people now who were born here mm -hmm. and raised here who are now business leaders and you know they deserve like my son-in-law is born and raised here okay you know what yeah. i mean he used to be a king's fan yeah and when the knights came he's a degenerate knights fan but he <laughs> deserves it yeah. you know what i mean his family yeah. you know i'm my generation are immigrants to Vegas. Yeah. We all came from somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But there's a generation of people who were born... Well, there's several, but I yeah. mean, now with the city growing, there's this yeah. whole generation of people who were born and raised here, the Dana Whites, yeah. and so on and so forth, who are now the business leaders. And I mean, this, they deserve, this city deserves to have its own sports teams and its own kind of legacy. Yeah. And that's why I was a little disappointed the Raiders coming. I mean, culturally they fit very well yeah. here, but I just think Vegas should have its own team. But I'll tell you what, man, they got a huge fan base and they uh, do. I got, I got, I'm dealing with Raider fans in my job. A couple yep. of the guys are Raider fans in there. Oh man. They, they, they follow them from California to here. I mean, they're degenerate Raider I, fans. I never met Raiders fans. I, I don't like Jets fans to be honest. I'm, I'm be honest here <laughs> because I had a roommate who was a Jets fan in college and he was like, Oh man, we're eleven and six, and like we're better than the Giants. I'm like, yeah. And when was the last Super Bowl you won? Uh, this is <laughs> look, look, look. This is the argument I had in the military. Um, everybody hates the Yankees, yeah. right? And the argument is, well, the Yankees could buy all the best players. They got all this money. Yeah, yeah. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, listen, nobody cares. Yeah, it's not my fault. You can't fill a stadium in Cleveland. Yeah, you know what I mean. The Yan we're the winningest team, you know, and I, especially all my buddies from. Up, up, up north in yeah. Massachusetts, all the Boston oh, fans, Red Sox fans. Yeah, like when the, when when they were when they were the the Sox were in the series. I forget what year it was, and mm. I was like, they were all like, you know, F the Yankees, blah yeah. blah blah. Like, still winning his team in baseball, bro. Yeah, still winning his team. <laughs> you know, <laughs> or like when we had the Subway Series. Yeah. Right? Oh man, that was no no. Every all my all these guys like nobody cares about the Subway Series. Nobody cares about what goes on in New York. I'm, yeah. I'm like, listen. You guys need to figure out, in New York, we don't give a shit what you guys think. <laughs> yeah. We got a Subway Series, and we're happy. 
and what the rest of the country thinks we couldn't give two shits yeah. in a bag of donuts about. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. That's what we saw, you know, but, you know, but, but yeah, you know, it's, it's great in the military, yeah. man, because, I mean, uh, it's just so funny because yeah. you got guys from all over. Yeah, everybody, yeah. every You know, a lot of guys are just diehard sports fans, you know, yeah. like, I, you know, so, you know, we're in the middle of Iraq rolling around, you know, and it, you know, the Yanks are in the series. I'm wearing my Yankees cap. Yeah. My buddy's wearing his Oriole caps just just to be, you know, contrary because he's been a he's been an Orioles fan forever. Well, I'm just, sorry for it's him. Great. <laughs> well, I mean, they were doing pretty good for a while. Yeah, the, you know, I mean, he he had a couple of good seasons. Yeah. and Now it's back to. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, I'm I, I'm looking back, man. Now that I'm getting older. I'm like, yeah, I've been a I've been a Giants fan forever. Yeah. You yeah. know, I even went to Joe Namath football camp when I was oh, wow, a kid, okay. and and, and yeah. uh, every but I've I've been a Giants. I've been a Giants fan forever, man. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't, I can't bail on. Yeah, them. I, 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 I'm, I'm a Giants fan. Like again, I don't give a shit if we win another Super Bowl. I've seen four in my lifetime. Yeah, I'm cool with it. Like the, the thing is, I, I'm not a big Daniel Jones fan, to be honest. I haven't, you know, I gotta be honest. Yeah. I, I have sort of given the NFL a rest. Yeah. Not, not for any real. Like, I'm not in this political nonsense yeah, yeah. or whatever. Just, I just kind of got. I just kind of, you know. With it's no fun watching it during COVID to me. Like, yeah. Without the fans. Yeah, I feel this yeah. is not as much fun. And yeah, yeah. So I just and and now like a lot of the players I knew on the Giants are gone. And now yeah. I'm like I don't even know the roster. Yeah. You know, I used to know I, the roster like same. the back of my hand. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, and it, I'm just like I don't know, and it, I feel myself slipping away. I feel yeah. like I gotta force myself back into it. I think hopefully when COVID's over, when yeah. you can go back, because it's just an excitement of the, the fans, fans yeah. and watching it. It's been hard for me as a Giants fan because, like, being from the East, you can watch them on the East, and now being out here, you really have nowhere to go to watch them. It's not true. There oh. is there is it, it, every sports season. Yeah. The Review Journal. Oh. Will come out. How long have you been out here? Seven years. Okay, and you don't know this already. Yeah, I don't know no. this. Yeah. Every year, the re the Review Journal mm. at the beginning of every sports season of yeah. the four major sports will list the bars. Oh. Yeah. That are. Uh, associated with the teams. So gotcha. There, I think a bar for the Giants is called Skinny Dugans on Charleston. Oh, I know exactly where that is. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it. But you can you can uh, Google yeah, Giants Google bar yeah. in Vegas. Whatever, because so many people are from other places yeah. in Vegas. Whatever sports team you like, generally there's a bar yeah. that supports that team. Okay. So if you're a Giants fan, there's bar or you know or a Yankees yeah. fan or whatever. Um, I just I don't I don't drink anymore because yeah, it gives me heartburn. So yeah. I just don't want to go to the bar anymore. <laughs> no, honestly, I, it's no yeah. dramatic reason. I literally drinking gives yeah. me heartburn. These or just days. watching a Giants game to give you heartburn. Yeah, that'll give you. I gotta have the tums and the <laughs> yeah. Rolades and the Alka Seltzer. Oh my God! It's because the Giants. It, it's it's a the pattern of the Giants is yeah. it, they always start out good and yeah. so you become to get hopeful and you're like this could happen. Yeah, and then you're like, no, it's not. No, yeah. Or they'll play a good game and they'll kick ass for three quarters, and then in yeah. the fourth quarter, you're like, "What happened?" Yeah. Well, wait, <laughs> they just scored three touchdowns in 15 minutes, and now the game is in question. <laughs> you know, I'm counting my money from yeah. all my bets already. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, and you know, and and I'm like, uh, it's so it's just a constant. Yeah. <laughs> but it's 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 like a bad relationship. You can't. It's you just can't get out of it. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Oh, shit, yeah, that, that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> Telling people now, we're in the Danny Cannell era 
uh, Dave Brown, Danny Cannell, yeah. Kent Graham era before Kerry Collins came. I'm like, guys, we're going to have a few rough years before we find someone. We'll see, man. You know, I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, he won the. We're recording this, guys, on the. the oh my God, what day is it? The eighth, eighth. and they won today against the Washington Redskins, but that's nothing really crazy. Yeah, twenty-three twenty. I saw the score earlier. Oh. But <laughs> I don't. Even, you know, what? I don't think I can tell you the Giants' record this year. And they're two and seven, I think. I just because I just looked at the score and I saw the uh, two, record. Two and seven. Yeah, they finally like it. Daniel Jones had like more interceptions and touchdown passes within the first seven, whatever games they played so far. Yeah, it's it hasn't been good. And it was time for Eli to go too, but you, you know, know, I agree, but I also disagree because I feel like one more year they have a shitty they had a shitty coach. If Patrick. nothing else, to bring the new guys along, yeah. I think maybe you're right. But I mean, and I don't say it in a pejorative way. Yeah, yeah. And he was a great quarterback. I yeah. just, you know, he's getting, he's getting he, to the yeah, he was. pinnacle of where he was at, yeah. but to keep him around, maybe to uh, be a quarterback slash coach, yeah. to bring the new guys that they got yeah. around, uh, you know, to learn the, to learn yeah. the offense and then to just, you know, mode, help him out a little bit. Yeah. So I think cause it the, is what it is. Cause I think they're also like the thing is too, you know, you got a new coach. That that's fine. Getting Daniel Jones this year, maybe. Uh, or Eli, I would like to see Eli play one more season with another team. Like going to the sunset with one team. Like he went back with Tom Coughlin, left with it. But whole another story. But anywho, let's go back back to you. They got man, t- sport, yeah, yeah, sports man. That's it's the the great unifier. <laughs> yeah, they are. You know, I think we'd be less polarized in America if we talked about sports more that's, than that's true. the other stuff. <laughs> very true. Very true. Um. So we talked about a little bit about the actors and the you know that whole thing. Any any other strengths that you've seen through the community or weaknesses that you've seen through the community through your eyes? That I, you, I don't think I, I don't know that I'm qualified yeah. to really discuss the local community. Yeah, yeah. Maybe as much as uh, you know I probably should be, just because honestly. Yeah. And again, I'm trying to work outside of yeah. Vegas. I'm trying to you know get gigs in New York and yeah. LA and and. You know, my, my focus now is to continue to work on network television yeah. or films, but I, I'm really focused on network television. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to do. Gotcha. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm not, so that, that's kept my focus away from here. I'm not, I'm not snobbish or standoffish. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm still friendly with a bunch of yeah. local actors here and, and, you know, I even help one of them, uh, Joe Pablinski, uh, you know, get, you know, I, I, I let them know to, to submit to my agent and see what she says, and she's repping him too. So yeah. that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's a great actor, and, yeah. and I hope he works a lot. You yeah. know, and um, but I'm focusing on that so that I I kind of keep abreast of what's going on on social media. Mm-hmm. I see, you know, people starting production companies yeah. and this, that, and the other. But you know, when I look at auditions, see the you know, people put these auditions out and then it's like no pay footage. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Here's what one of, here's one of my acting teachers taught me. He goes, your most valuable commodity is time. Yeah. You know, and for me as an older guy acting, especially I, I relate to that, but it's should be true for anybody. Mm -hmm. So you have to really look at how you manage your time and how you focus it on this industry as specifically in terms of an actor is mm-hmm. like, okay, you want to build a body of work that you can show people to hopefully move to a next level. So yeah. if you're 
constantly doing student films for no pay and constantly doing that, going, well, I'm, I'm working, it's great. Yeah. I don't know that you're helping yourself that much. Very true, yeah. Because you want to build, you have to do that, obviously, to build yeah. a body of work and get material that you can show. Yeah. But the goal of that material is to get you to move up to something where, okay, now you're working on a student film or a non-unit indie, but they're paying you. Yeah. It may not be a lot. Yeah. They're paying you, yeah. right? Now you got a body of work from that, so you want to continue to yeah. do that. Then hopefully you can get an agent or get a audition on a on a, on something that is going to pay you a union yeah. a union scale, and then you're working that. I mean, so it's a progression. Now it's easy for me to talk about that yeah. progression. Reaching those milestones yeah. is the challenge of being an actor. Mm -hmm. But if you Consistently stay here because it's comfortable. Yeah, but you're not making any progress. Are you doing yourself any favor? Very true. I mean, to add off that too, like if you're staying in this low budget to no budget thing, uh, productions mean, and you're working with these directors who are out of, fresh face out of college, they don't really know how to direct. Also, they're still learning and you know improving, hopefully. And so if you're sticking around with those type of directors, again, like you said, you're never going to progress in that regard too, yeah, I would I mean, say. It, 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 you can't get better. This this business is a ladder business, yeah. you know? And mm -hmm. the, the challenge of this business is always to get to that next yes. rung because this it's extremely difficult. Exactly. The odds yeah. are always against you in this. Business. Yeah. So you have to sort of focus on that. So one of the, th that's kind of why I may not be as focused or knowledgeable what goes on here because- yeah what I'm trying to do. Now that said, I hope that the other actors here are trying to do the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I hope that uh, you know, other actors here in Vegas that I may not know. Yeah. Here are, are focusing on getting work, you know, getting work in LA, you know, yeah. we're pretty close to LA. Right. Yeah. So if you have an eight, you know, you, you are sort of technically in the LA market here because you can get there, and if someone says you need to be here tomorrow, yeah, right, you can jump in your car and be there tomorrow. Yep. You know what I mean? Now, you know, the the challenge of being an actor is people have jobs, and yeah, they, they're trying to make a living, and but the whole point of being an actor is you hope that your job is flexible enough so you can seize the opportunities when it comes your way. But yeah, one of the good things about being a Vegas based actor is if you can make connections and inroads. In Play with an agent or casting directors who know you and want to bring you in for something. And now it should, it's even better because nobody's bringing anybody in yeah. person. Everybody's auditioning via Zoom or self-tape right now. So if you can get those in and get booked and yeah. then go to and work in that, you know, then it, be a Vegas-based actor. and be. That's kind of what I'm trying to yeah. do. I'm not there yet, not yeah. even close. That's that's kind of how I've sort of mapped it out. Yeah, yeah, you it's know, a good goal. It's good, you know. Yeah, and and um, so I mean, you know, I the the industry need you know I, I think that the industry needs help here from the government if yeah. Sisolak decides to offer up another tax incentive. If yeah. they don't, then nothing's going to change. And then, yeah, you know, what productions come here will probably still do most of their principal casting elsewhere and. Eastland here forever. Yeah. But, um, you know, the 
I'm not sure why they decided to not do away with the tax incentives. I'm not smart I, enough. I, I, I don't I, know I'm much about sure. the tax incentives, but I know I, I think I if I remember correctly, it's been a long time since I looked kind of into it. Like your production had to be a very high budget production too, huh? Yeah, I'm not I mistaken. Think, I think they wanted to give Tesla the. I think Tesla's factory wanted a big tax break, and they yeah. couldn't do both, so they. Yeah, I, understandable. Yeah. I mean, like, you kind of want. <laughs> yeah, Tesla would I mean, probably be here. Right, right, but I mean, I think, but uh. So yeah, I mean, but you know, yeah. just I'm a guy that it comes whatever it is you want to do. Yeah, do it. You yeah. know, I, I, I just. I'm a guy who's been told no, no, no my mm-hmm. whole life. You can't do this. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. People told me, you know, in my unusual and highly undistinguished military career, I served in four branches of the military. And there's not a lot of people who've done that. And it wasn't by... I didn't know you could do that. Well, yeah, it wasn't by design. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of the way timing and things work. Yeah. Yeah, you could, you could do that. It's oh. not a big deal. There's guys who've served in multiple branches. Yeah. I mean take a whole other podcast to explain it to you, but just yeah, suffice yeah. to say it is possible. But, um, you know, but I started out in the Marine Corps, yeah. you know, and everybody's like, you're not going to Yeah. You're not tough enough, blah, blah, blah. Okay. I would just listen. Yeah. And okay. But I never let anyone deter me from yeah. anything I wanted to do. Yeah. You know, people told me I wasn't going to be a pilot. People, and when I started acting at, you know, at 50 something, I got laughed at. And my own wife. Yeah. You know, my own wife was like, <laughs> you know, but um, um, just, you got to just do it. You yeah. Know, if you believe in yourself and believe in it, you got to do it. So yeah. that's the only advice I would have. And as far as I, I'm not experienced enough yeah. or savvy enough to give any advice on how to make the industry here better or yeah, worse. Yeah. I mean, I know there's a lot of talented people here that hard mm-hmm. and trying to make things happen a lot of people making things happen locally. they are not on a national scale but they offer opportunities for actors yeah it's a cool bunch of people and yeah i i i would hope that this place could become like in atlanta or new mexico type thing but i think effort and work yeah. on the on this I think it can be. We just have to get it there, and it's gonna take a lot of time, a lot of time. Yeah, I mean they they film hundreds of movies. Yeah, here. I mean you know I, Chinese production here a couple of years ago yeah. that was just filming for weeks and weeks and weeks. And yeah, weeks, yeah, you know, and they were hiring actors left. Shit, yeah, stuff. So we do a lot of work here. Yeah, you know, let's hope we can uh, capitalize on it. Yeah, well. Is there anything else, last bit of golden nugget that you want to give out to the people that are listening to the show? You gave a lot of good ones. I don't know that there's nuggets for me to give out, man. I'm just a struggling actor like anybody else. I just happen to be a little older. Yeah. Right? But I mean, just keep plugging away. Know your, you know, be, you know, being prepared, being yeah. professional, being, I mean, if there's anything I've noticed negative yeah. in acting and it's an offshoot of my military, is stuff is be prepared. Like, yeah. Nothing drives me crazy. Like, you know you have an audition, right? Yeah. How can you not know the material? Yeah. Or have prepared the material? Or showing up on time. Mm-hmm. Um, productions are money, especially when you get into, if you're going to ever work in real legitimate TV or yeah. film. It's, it's money. Yeah. So every wasted second or minute is money. Yeah. So they're very big on 
meeting schedules mm-hmm. and timelines. And, yeah. And so show up, be professional. Like there's a lot of people who think being an actor means you don't have to be professional as an as a employee or as a business person or as a perspective. Yeah. Uh, you know, I see stuff all the time. Like, mm. how do I get a role? You yeah. Know, just, you know, or the, you know, on Facebook, like some producer will put something out or something. Yeah. And people really, they got balls. I'll give them credit. I'm this, this, this. Can you give me a role in your next movie? Yeah. And I'm like, have anything to show that you might be working you know, and and it's fine, but it, I guess just professionalism is a thing for me. Yeah, drilled into me as a military officer. Yeah, and uh, I kind of believe, you know, show up on time, show up prepared, show up polite, be yeah. humble, uh, uh, a, a servant in the sense of be there to do your gig. Yeah, and be the guy that be the guy that they go, man, that guy was easy to work with. Mm-hmm. He was prepared. He was on time. It's a pleasure to work with. You know, when I was did the New Amsterdam thing, and this wasn't hard because they were all really great, nice yeah. people, but I made it a point, like, I was shocked. Like, I had my own PA. Oh, you I'm- know, I had a dressing room. I had my own PA, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa. You know, but my thing was I was just so, I was made a point to be really nice to the PA. Yeah. I want it because I'm like, well, okay, these might be, ADs or directors or yeah. CDs someday, whatever. Yeah. So if they ever see my name, yeah. I want them to go, man, I remember that guy. He was a really nice guy. Yeah. I liked him. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And so yeah. I, you know, I joke, and that's my thing. Like, just be happy that you had this opportunity yeah. to be on a movie set or get an audition or it's such, the odds are so small and so stacked against you that if you get this opportunity, yeah, just be joyful. I don't mm-hmm. mean to sound cliche. Just be, <laughs> You know, just be fucking happy. Like, yeah. just be nice and be ready. Like, show when they need you. Hey, man, action. Yeah. Be ready. Know yeah. your shit. You know. Yeah. It's like I, I, I have to know procedures in the aircraft. Yeah. Like that. Because uh-huh. if something happens, if if I don't know them like that, it's gonna be bad. Yeah. Well, it's not life and death, but it's professionalism. Like, show up, ready. Yeah. Show up er, on time. To me, is fifteen yeah. minutes early. Yeah, no, you know, exactly. Yeah, it is. You, you yeah. know what I mean? I'm the same way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, um, but you know, know your material. Mm-hmm. You know, so all a director has to do is go, hey man, why don't you try that this way? Not go, uh, not you know, you don't want it, you don't want to be the guy going, um, uh, you know, just line, you know, yeah. or or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. You just wanna know it and be 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 that guy in on the good side. You know, be the guy that's so happy to be there, so thankful to be there, and be professional. Because it is, like you said, it is show business. If you show up like an... You know, Grant, there's certain people who are established enough that they can get away with being assholes. Yeah. But you can't, most likely. You know what I mean? And I also, I saw Mark Wahlberg talking one time and I really was it, it you know and I, I've always heard how professional he is and yeah. this that and the other but he was talking about it he didn't name names he goes you know you get paid a lot of money to show up and do this yeah. the least you can do is show up prepared yeah you know what I mean and and I, I was really cool you know and yeah. I, I mean I've always heard good things about his professionalism and the type of guy he is in that regard but I mean yeah 
they're paying you. If you get a scale, you know, if you get a union scale job, you're making a thousand bucks a day, roughly. You know, or yeah. whatever, you know, whatever I mean to work on a TV show. Yeah. Right? The least you can do is be so that's my nugget. Yeah. Be professional, be prepared, be ready. Yeah. Study and know your craft. Because when you get an opportunity, yeah. it's not going to be, hey, we're going to hire you for this thing, but it'll be three weeks from now. you got plenty of time to yeah. get ready. When it happens, it's going to be, hey, what's your schedule? Can you be here yeah. by Wednesday? Yeah. Yes. And we're going to start shooting Thursday. You know? Yeah. So you got to be ready, man. You got to be yeah. ready to say yes to that. And you got to be ready to, you got to be skilled enough at your job mm-hmm. so that you can get that material they give you and be ready when for that first scene that you're going to shoot when they, yeah. when you get the call sheet and they say be here blah 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 for yeah. this scene and you got the night don't that's not the night to go out drinking with your friends <laughs> at that's all. the night where you either sit in your hotel yeah. room or in your house with your highlighter and your yeah. highlight and you're going over it and if your grandmother's there you go hey grandma read this with yeah. me or if your wife's there or your kid your, yeah. or in my case your grandkid you're like here read this yeah and you read it you and you pretend like and you act as if they're that other person yeah. acting opposite you and that's it so that's my nugget be professional all at all times and be ready because you don't know when the opportunity is going to come and you said you had no nugget there you go <laughs> but you had a nugget there you and go that's my nugget that's perfect i mean that that's that makes perfect sense and it's so simple and easy too that everyone should be doing this you know what i mean like what you're saying and but Yes. Everyone doesn't. That is yeah. one disappointing it is, thing. It is disappointing. But uh, th- by the way, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I mean, I, this is a great opportunity yeah. and, and it was fun and, and and I'm I'm glad to see like just yeah. things like your podcast happening and, yeah. and all this. Uh, you know, I'm kind of late to the podcast game, but yeah. now I'm a, a rabid consumer of podcasts. <laughs> I, I do a lot of driving back yeah. and forth to work, you know, six, seven hours every two weeks so i'm a rabid consumer of podcasts so i'm happy to see this and this will be on my this will be on my playlist soon and uh i'm i'm couldn't be more appreciative and thankful that you chose to have me on yeah thank you for reaching out to me because i i mean i usually reach out to my guests all the time i mean i get i have a list of guests and i don't know the etiquette there like i always feel kind of bad about reaching i'm like you know is it do i do i come off like a jerk reaching out no 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 You don't know. It's, it's, it's nice. Cause like, you know, I might have missed you on like, look, cause I, I'm looking for people, always looking for people. And it's nice to, when people reach out to me like, Oh shit. Okay. That's great. And like, it makes me feel good too. Cause like, Oh, someone's listening or someone's noticing the show. So I thank you for, you know, reaching well, out. And anything that promotes the, 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 yeah. the community here, you yeah. know, that that's important to me. Like the community needs and, and you know, something like a podcast yeah. reaches up, you know, a wide variety of yeah. folks so that people now, you know, if people who are on the production side of things realize that there is a talent resource yeah. here in Las Vegas that they could make the make you know that they could avail themselves of, then I think that's that's what we kind of need to do. Yeah, and that's what your podcast does. You know, it Thank promotes you. that there's a there is a pool of talent here on it in every aspect of film and television production. But yeah. you know, in my case, I'm thinking specifically on the acting side. Yeah, there's a lot of talent out here, and and um, it. it, it it's there for the taking for the productions that come here. You can you can really make some money with some talent out yeah. here, and um, you know also it's opportunity for the actors and actresses out. Do some more uh, uh, higher end or yeah. TV, you know, legitimate film and television production. 
Yeah. And uh, th- thanks. And again, wow. I just brain fart for a second. Sorry. Um, thank you, Yonel, again so much to be on the podcast. And thank you guys for listening. And remember to subscribe to the podcast. We're on Spotify, Overcast, TuneIn Radio, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. You name it, we're on it, guys. And I can't do this without my frame chasers. And I'm just trying to bring knowledge to all you listeners out there. I hope you're getting some great, valuable information and learning something from it because we all have a story to tell and we all go through things at the same time or at different times. I hope the people that are on the show keep inspiring you to chase those frames. Okay, guys, we are, we're 